welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 16, verses 16 through 24. In my Bible, the heading, which is not inspired or inerrant, was added by men after the scriptures were written, but it says, your sorrow will turn into joy. And just like many of the previous texts we've read, this comes between the Last Supper and Jesus' arrest, betrayal, and crucifixion. Before we jump into the text, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family leader for their support. Let's start in verse 16. Jesus, speaking to his disciples, says, A little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, What does this mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Verse 19, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of my father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I want to jump up to earlier in the text, verse 20, where Jesus says that you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. Of course, the disciples' sorrow and joy are the opposite of the world's sorrow and joy. And if you've been paying attention closely and following us the last several devotions, there's been a lot of talk about the world. Way back at the end of chapter 15, Jesus tells his disciples that the world hates them. And the world hates the disciples because of their association with Jesus, who the world hated before it hated them. In that same passage, chapter 15, verse 19, he says, If you were of the world, the world would love you. But because you're not of the world, because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And we did a whole devotion on that a few episodes ago. Then in the previous text that we did a devotion on, chapter 16, verse 8, Jesus, promising that the Holy Spirit is going to come, says that when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Again, the world being those who hate Christ, which is the same as the group of people who don't trust Christ. This might recall a verse to your mind that is commonly quoted, Matthew 12, 30, where Jesus says, whoever is not with me is against me. So what might seem gray and murky and complex for us to understand is actually very black and white with Jesus. Those who are with him trust him and don't hate him. Those who are not with him are those who don't trust him and they, by virtue of those things, hate him. So then in today's text, Jesus mentions the world and he says to his disciples, when you weep and lament because of my crucifixion, my death, the world will rejoice. We'll continue to keep our eyes open for Jesus' use of the world I know there's at least one more instance where it'll come up in our next text, so stay tuned for that. 
Now, what about down here in verse 23 and following? Jesus says, In that day your hearts will rejoice, that is, because he will have risen from the dead. He says, In that day you'll ask nothing of me. What does he mean by that? Because as 21st century Christians, looking back, we could certainly say, well, yeah, people are going to ask lots of things of Jesus post-resurrection. But based on some of the things that I've read regarding this text, I think Jesus is referring to asking questions like the ones they've been asking, which show that they don't understand why he has to go away. Where is he going? And the reason they won't ask those questions is because by and large they'll be answered. Jesus is about to be betrayed, arrested, crucified, and there'll be lots and lots of questions during that time. But when he rises again on the third day and they see him again, they're going to start to put the pieces together in a big way so that the questions they're asking of him aren't going to have to be asked. They're going to be connecting the dots much better. He goes on and says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask in my Father's name, he will give it to you. When Jesus says that, does he literally mean whatever? Like if I ask the Father in Jesus' name for a Gulfstream 6 jet, I'm going to get one? Or if I ask the Father in Jesus' name to heal my friend from cancer, that's going to happen? We've talked about this before. That's not how this works, and that's not what Jesus means. He probably means this in a couple senses. One is... Jesus ultimately, as he has said to his disciples just recently in these texts, is going to be leaving. He's going to be sending the Holy Spirit to replace him, the Spirit that's going to lead them in all truth, which we've talked about earlier. And so on the heels of Jesus saying that they're not going to ask him questions after his resurrection because they're going to have better understanding, he knows that they'll eventually have questions about why God did this in redemptive history or why God did that in their lives. And there's a sense at which when his disciples disciples ask the Father in Jesus' name, one of the things that the Father will give them when they pray in Jesus' name is understanding. And it'll come by way of the Holy Spirit who guides disciples of Christ in truth. There's another sense in which we've talked about this in the past, where Jesus is saying, as you continue to walk by faith in Christ and are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, the things you ask the Father for in Jesus' name will be more and more in line with the Father's will for your life. And when the things we're praying for in Jesus' name are in line with God's will for our life, he will give us whatever we ask because it accords with God's will. And in verse 24, he says, do this, ask my father for things in my name. So whether those things are greater spiritual understanding about what God has done in redemptive history, what God is doing in our lives, what he's calling us to do in our lives, and even those prayer requests that have tangible outcomes, we should ask those as well, trusting that whatever the Lord gives us in response to those prayer requests, whether it's what we want or not what we want, is what's best for us and is in accordance with his will. And as we see God the Father work in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit in response to our prayers in the name of Jesus, regardless of what that looks like, we will have received and our joy will increase. Come back next time for more. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.